Chapter Twenty Two of La Barre by Jory Karl Heismans, translated by Keen Wallace. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. You like that? Asked Madame Carré. For a change, I served the broth yesterday and kept the beef for tonight. So we'll have vermicelli soup, a salad of cold meat with pickled herring and celery, some nice mashed potatoes au gratin, and a dessert. And then you shall taste the new cider we just got oh and ah exclaimed des hermies and durtal who while waiting for dinner were sipping the elixir of life do you know madame carre your cooking tempts us to the sin of gluttony if you keep on you will make perfect pigs of us oh you are joking i wonder what is keeping louis somebody is coming upstairs said durtal hearing the creaking of shoes in the tower no it isn't his step and she went and opened the door it's monsieur gévinger and indeed clad in his blue cape with his soft black hat on his head the astrologer entered made a bow like an actor taking a curtain call nibbed his great knuckles against his massive rings and asked where the bell-ringer was he is at the carpenters the oak beams holding up the big bell are cracked and louis is afraid they will break down any news of the election and gévinger took out his pipe and filled it no in this quarter we shan't know the results until nearly ten o'clock there's no doubt about the outcome though because paris is strong for this democratic stuff general boulanger will win hands down this certainly is the age of universal imbecility carrier entered and apologized for being so late while his wife brought in the soup he took off his galoshes and said in answer to his friend's questions yes the dampness had rusted the frets and warped the beams it was time for the carpenter to intervene he finally promised that he would be here tomorrow and bring his men without fail well i am mighty glad to get back in the streets everything whirls in front of my eyes i am dizzy i don't know what to do the only places where i am at home are the belfry and this room here wife let me do that and he pushed her aside and began to stir the salad how good it smells said durtal drinking in the incisive tang of the herring do you know what this perfume suggests a basket funnelled fireplace twigs of juniper snapping in it in a ground-floor room opening on to a great harbour it seems to me there is a sort of salt-water halo around these little rings of gold and rusted iron exquisite he said as he tasted the salad we'll make it again for you monsieur durtal said madame carré you are not hard to please alas said her husband his palate isn't but his soul is when i think of his despairing aphorisms of the other night however we are praying god to enlighten him i'll tell you he said to his wife we will invoke saint nolasque and saint theodolus who are always represented with bells they sort of belong to the family and they will certainly be glad to intercede for people who revere them and their emblems it would take a stunning miracle to convince durtal said des hermies bells have been known to perform them said the astrologer i remember to have read though i forget where that angels told the knell when saint isidro of madrid was dying and there are many other cases said carré of their own accord the bells chimed when saint sigisbert chanted the de profundus over the corpse of the martyr placidus and when the body of saint enemont bishop of lyon was thrown by his murderers into a boat without oars or sails the bells rang out though nobody set them in motion 
as the boat passed down the saone do you know what i think asked des hermies looking at carré i think you ought to prepare a compendium of hagiography or a really informative work on heraldry what makes you think that well you are thank god remote from this epoch and fond of things which it knows nothing about or execrates and a work of that kind would take you still further away my good friend you are the man forever unintelligible to the coming generations to ring bells because you love them to give yourself over to the abandoned study of feudal art or monasticism would make you complete take you clear out of paris out of the world back into the middle ages alas said carré i am only a poor ignorant man but the type you speak of does exist in switzerland i believe a bell-ringer has for years been collecting material for a heraldic memorial i should think he continued laughing that his avocation would interfere with his vocation and do you think said gévinger bitterly that the profession of astrologer is less decried less neglected how do you like our cider asked the bell-ringer's wife do you find it a bit raw no it's tart if you sip it but sweet if you take a good mouthful answered durtal wife serve the potatoes don't wait for me i delayed so long getting my business done that it's time for the angelus don't bother about me go on eating i shall catch up with you when i get back and as her husband lighted his lantern and left the room the woman brought in on a plate what looked to be a cake covered with golden brown caramel icing mashed potatoes i thought you said au gratin round in the oven taste it i put in everything that ought to make it very good all exclaimed over it then it became impossible to hear oneself tonight the bell boomed out with unusual clarity and power durtal tried to analyze the sound which seemed to rock the room there was a sort of flux and reflux of sound first the formidable shock of the clapper against the vase then a sort of crushing and scattering of the sounds as if ground fine with the pestle then a rounding of the reverberation then the recoil of the clapper adding in the bronze mortar other sonorous vibrations which it ground up and cast out and dispersed through the sounding shutters then the bell strokes came further apart now there was only the whirring as of a spinning wheel a few crumbs were slow about falling and now carré returned it's a two-sided age said gévinger pensive people believe nothing yet gobble everything every day a new science is invented nobody reads that admirable paracelsus who rediscovered all that had ever been found and created everything that had not say now to your congress of scientists that according to this great master life is a drop of the essence of the stars that each of our organs corresponds to a planet and depends upon it that we are in consequence a foreshortening of the divine sphere tell them and this experience attests that every man born under the sign of saturn is melancholy and pituitous taciturn and solitary poor and vain that the sluggish star predisposes to superstition and fraud directs epilepsies and varices hemorrhoids and leprosies that it is alas the great purveyor to hospital and prison and the scientists will shrug their shoulders and laugh at you the glorified pedants and homiletic asses paracelsus said de hermie was one of the most extraordinary practitioners of occult medicine he knew the now forgotten mysteries of the blood the still unknown medical effects of light professing as did also the cabalists for that matter 
that the human being is composed of three parts a material body a soul and a perispirit called also an astral body he attended this last especially and produced reactions on the carnal envelope by procedures which are either incomprehensible or fallen into disuse he cared for wounds by treating not the tissues but the blood which came out of them however we are assured that he healed certain ailments thanks to his profound knowledge of astrology said Gévinger. but if the study of the sidereal influence is so important said durtal why don't you take pupils i can't get them where will you unearth people willing to study twenty years without glory or profit because to be able to establish a horoscope one must be an astronomer of the first order no mathematics from top to bottom and one must have put in long hours tussling with the obscure latin of the old masters besides you must have the vocation and the faith and they are lost just the way it is with bell-ringing said Carret. no you see messieurs gévinger went on the day when the grand sciences of the middle ages fell foul of the systematic and hostile indifference of an impious people was the death-day of the soul in france all we can do now is fold our arms and listen to the wild vagaries of society which by turns shrieks with farcical joy and bitter grief we must not despair a better time is coming said madame carre in a conciliating tone and before she retired she shook hands with all her guests the people said des hermies pouring the water into the coffee-pot instead of being ameliorated with time grow from century to century more avaricious abject and stupid remember the siege the commune the unreasonable infatuations the tumultuous hatreds all the dementia of a deteriorated malnourished people in arms they certainly cannot compare with the naive and tender-hearted plebes of the middle ages tell us durtal how the people acted when gilles de ray was conducted to the stake yes tell us said Carret, his great eyes made watery by the smoke of his pipe well you know as a consequence of unheard-of crimes the marshal de ray was condemned to be hanged and burned alive after the sentence was passed when he was brought back to his dungeon he addressed a last appeal to the bishop jean de malestroit beseeching the bishop to intercede for him with the fathers and mothers of the children gilles had so ferociously violated and put to death to be present when he suffered the people whose hearts he had lacerated wept with pity they now saw in this demoniac noble only a poor man who lamented his crimes and was about to confront the divine wrath the day of execution by nine o'clock they were marching through the city in processional they chanted psalms in the streets and took vows in the churches to fast three days in order to help assure the repose of the marshal's soul pretty far as you can see from american lynch law said des hermies then resumed durtal at eleven they went to the prison to get gilles de ray and accompanied him to the prairie of las bieses where tall stakes stood surmounted by gibbets the marshal supported his accomplices embraced them adjured them to have great displeasure and contrition of their ill deeds and beating his breast he supplicated the virgin to spare them while the clergy the peasants and the people joined in the psalmody intoning the sinister and imploring strophes of the chant for the departed nos timemus diem judici quia mali et nobis conscii sed tu mater summi conquilii para nobis locum refugii o maria tunc iratus judex hurrah for boulanger 
the noise as of a stormy sea mounted from the place saint-sulpice and a hubbub of cries floated up to the tower room boulange lange then an enormous raucous voice the voice of an oyster woman a pushcart peddler rose dominating all others howling hurrah for boulanger the people are cheering the election returns in front of the city hall said carre disdainfully they looked at each other the people of today exclaimed des hermies ah grumbled gévinger they wouldn't acclaim a sage an artist that way even if such were conceivable now a saint and they did in the middle ages well they were more naif and not so stupid then said des hermies and as gévinger says where now are the saints who directed them you cannot too often repeat it the spiritual counsellors of today have tainted hearts dysenteric souls and slovenly minds or they are worse they corrupt their flock they are of the docra order and satanize to think that a century of positivism and atheism has been able to overthrow everything but satanism and it cannot make satanism yield an inch easily explained cried carré satan is forgotten by the great majority now it was father ravignon i believe who proved that the wiliest thing the devil can do is to get people to deny his existence oh god murmured durtal forlornly what whirlwinds of ordure i see on the horizon no said carre don't say that on earth all is dead and decomposed but in heaven ah i admit that the paraclete is keeping us waiting but the texts announcing his coming are inspired the future is certain there will be light and with bowed head he prayed fervently des hermies rose and paced the room all that is very well he groaned but this century laughs the glorified christ to scorn it contaminates the supernatural and vomits on the beyond well how can we hope that in the future the offspring of the fetid tradesmen of today will be decent brought up as they are what will they do in life they will do replied durtal as their fathers and mothers do now they will stuff their guts and crowd out their souls through their alimentary canals. Finis. End of chapter 22. End of Laba by Jorikal Heismans. Translated by Keen Wallace.